0: Hi there, I'm your host Christopher Cameron and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. This week's podcast is going to be on books. Pretty interesting subject. Um, Just a quick shout out before we get started, I'd like to thank Ocean Signals, the guy who uh, did the music for the beginning of this podcast. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, I will be putting a link to his music and to his uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff down at the bottom of my YouTube page or on my SoundCloud page if you are listening on the podcast. So, to be honest with you guys, I uh, I couldn't really think of a topic of discussion this week. I'd already talked about football in the past. and I know Super Bowl is coming up. I kind of wanted to talk about that. But then again, it's kind of a overdone subject. Everyone's talking about that. I wanted to talk about maybe the State of the Union, but I don't really want to get too much into politics. I'm not too political myself, per se. Um, so I didn't want to really go, in, go too much into that. And then, uh, you know, there's nothing too interesting going on in my own personal life that I wanted to talk about. But I figured I'd kind of branch off and do another kind of different style of art, I guess you could say, because I think books are, in a sense, some form of art. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk about books. Um, I guess the first one we could start with, since I have it in my hand right now, is a book I'm reading currently. It's called Mere Christianity, uh, and it's written by C.S. Lewis. On a personal note, I am a, uh, I am a Christian. Uh, I identify with that as my uh, my religion, my belief. Um, but to me, this book itself is, uh, is a pretty interesting book. Uh, I've been reading through it. I'm only a couple chapters in, but it's C.S. Lewis. He's Probably one of the best Christian authors, or in general, just like uh, one of the best authors uh, to have ever existed, I think, in my opinion. And uh, he goes through this book and he talks about just a lot of like commonalities that Christians, atheists, different religions kind of think about every other kind of religion or any kind of. any kind of belief system, I guess. He, he kind of delves into it and uh, uses a lot of different examples and stuff like that. And I like it. And it's pretty interesting. I'm more of a fan of his fiction, per se. Uh, the big one he got popular on was Chronicles of Narnia. It's more of a kid's story. I guess you could say, I mean, some people do read it as adults too, and do enjoy it that way. I'm not a fan too much of Chronicles of Narnia. The two books I am a fan of his or ones that I would recommend to people if they've never written them before are The Great Divorce. It's a very interesting story and the Screwtape Letters. Both of them are very different from each other too. Um, the Great Divorce, it's a book about a guy who uh, wakes up and what he thinks is like a, kind of like a, or he, at least he gets hops on a, uh, a floating bus and gets taken up to heaven, and he meets all these people that are like in between heaven and hell, so they haven't transitioned over yet, or they haven't gone into heaven, but they're also not in hell too, so they're kind of stuck in the middle. Um, and I'm not going to ruin the ending of the book for you, but it's an interesting story. Definitely, definitely read it if you like fiction, or if you're a, uh, or if you're a Christian, and you want to read a good Christian fiction novel. Um, the other one is the Screw Tape Letters. That one's written a whole hell of a lot more differently because it's it's more so written from the perspective of like a demon trying to tempt a Christian, and it's kind of satire It makes a uh, it makes jokes uh, not jokes like it's I guess you could say, but it kind of makes fun of your idea of what you think a a demon or a devil is or something like that um but it is good book it's all written too from the perspective of one demon talking to another demon and they're all writing letters so every every chapter you're reading is actually just a letter that he's writing back to his uh corresponding partner in the book um but it's a good read uh, if you're a christian i would recommend both those books they're they're highly uh highly intellectual highly fictional um just very well written in general, but I also read a lot of like non-Christian books too. I hate to start it off that in that sense as far as the podcast goes, but there are other other uh, authors I read that aren't Christians that I think are just written good books. One of them uh, would be Edgar Allan Poe. He's one of my favorite authors, poets, intellectuals of all time. Uh, me and him have a commonality. We both hate the Ravens, hate the Ravens very much. Uh, he's from Baltimore. Um, he's written probably some of the best poetry I think ever. Period. He's uh, artistic. Uh, romantic in the sense, I guess you could say, in an artistic sense in his writing. Um, He's very uh, not shy about being grim either in his stories too. So he just expresses how he feels in a lot of his poems and it it comes out pretty well. And it's a lot of people attribute it to being horror. I think it's just like more so just his writing style is a little bit more grim and it's a little bit more truthful. That's the way I look at Edgar Allan Poe. Um, But I would recommend if you're a poetry fan, He's a classic. If you haven't heard of him by now, if you're in 8th grade or something like that and you haven't heard of him by now, or if you're, you know, an adult and you haven't heard of who Edgar Allan Poe is, well, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, he's he's one of the best um probably best American authors and probably just authors in general. Um another one would be H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, a lot of a lot of bookworms, I guess, would know who he is, but not he's not popular enough, I guess, in a horror sense to or in a uh, in a classical horror sense. you know who he is um he's not like stephen king let's put it that way where everybody around the world knows who stephen king is knows who knows like his books and stuff like that and knows that he's a horror author um but h.p lovecraft is like the guy who inspired stephen king in a sense and somebody i think stephen king has even admitted looking up to but he writes um his writing style is very weird very horrific uh very scary uh there's a book i read in college uh, called "At the Mountains of Madness," and I would read that book. And when I, what I remember is that I read that book, and immediately after that, someone had told me to go watch the movie "The Thing," and I didn't have any connection to two. Someone just recommended the movie, so I went to go watch the thing. And I remember reading that book and like finding out, oh man, he's like inspired like a lot of other people, not just you know, not just from books from like Stephen King, but he's also inspired movies too, because like the way the movie "The Thing" is written or the way the movie "The Thing" is done, it's kind of like a take on at the Mountains of Madness, in a sense. Not really. It's not the same movie or correlated in the same story. But they kind of have the same genre of horror, which is this weird... Scary, uh, nobody gets out alive, kind of horror. I think like actual true horror, where at the end of the book, the hero doesn't win and nobody, you know, nobody is satisfied at the end of the book. Just the characters themselves are left horrified. But at the Mountains of Madness, uh, I can't remember too much because, like I said, I read it in college, so it was like a couple years ago. But it's about these explorers who go on this expedition into the Arctic and they end up losing like half their crew and some monsters uh, they encounter attack them. They can't figure out if they're like aliens or if they're actually like creatures from the earth that have been buried under the earth for like millions of years and stuff like that it's a pretty interesting book i would read it Um, definitely get used to his language too he uses a lot of uh intellectual i guess you could say words uh words that would surpass just normal language and stuff like that so you have to kind of read his his readings a little bit heavy admittedly but um but it's still a book worth checking out um some of his other works are pretty good too the one everybody makes fun of is cthulhu Um, I know that, which uh, is supposedly like a book about a a sea creature, demon god. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I should if I'm a fan of Lovecraft. But I've read a couple of his other stories too, but At the Mountains of Madness is the main one I can think of as far as a recommendation for his books. Um, Another one, because I'm a fan of the movie Drive, I ended up, or I didn't know that the movie itself is actually based off a book. Like the Ryan Gosling movie Drive, it's an action movie. Uh, I didn't know it was based off a book. So I went to go check it out, and uh, I actually found a copy in L.A. I love this. I found a copy of the book in L.A. where they shot the movie uh, in, like, a used bookstore, huge used bookstore. Um, I can't remember the name of the book store in L.A. that I found it at, too. But it's a huge, huge bookstore in L.A., downtown L.A. Found a copy of it. I uh, started reading it. I noticed that in the same section too, there's a like a sequel to it. So if they ever wanted to make a sequel to the movie, I hope they don't. But if they ever wanted to, there is more to the story if you wanted to read into it. But an author by the name of James Salas, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, Anything else I've seen him writ, write, Right, it's all like kind of like action novels. So it's like your a not atypical action novels, but that's where it'd be placed as just kind of like an action genre novel. And if you read the book, it's a whole hell of a lot different than the movie, but it still gives you kind of kind of some like character depth and basis, and it's still kind of true to that too. So it's like one of the the movie itself. After watching the movie and after reading the book, I noticed that um, that it's like one of the only books to movie films I've ever seen that have, have come pretty close to each other the characters are similar there's a lot of things that are different in it too but um but regardless the the stories are a little bit the same the outcomes are kind of different in the book and like what happens to the actual character is different than the book but um but it's still worth reading if you like action if you're a fan of that movie I actually recommend reading the book cuz it's a pretty good read too um, I have these written on my paper here. Another one I liked in high school. I was a huge fan of this book, and I love the fact that they taught this in high school. And I love the fact that they they brought it in. But Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. Um, I bought a copy of it just for kind of keepsakes, just so I could have it, just so you know, maybe potentially one day down the road I could give it to my kids. But it's one of the first books I actually ever like can remember falling in love with, as far as like a book that I wanted to read. Cause I can remember in high school, I really didn't like reading too much. There were like books that we had to, we were assigned to read and it's a, it was something that we did as an assignment and they were enjoyable to read, but it wasn't something I was like really passionate about. And now as I'm older, it's something that, you know, now that I'm free to choose which books I want to read and what genres of books I want to read, I actually um, enjoy it a little bit more. Cause it's a little bit more like I can customize my reading experience, I guess. But Fahrenheit 451 is one of the only ones I can remember from high school that I actually enjoyed that and of, of Mice and Men. But Fahrenheit 451, set in kind of like a distant future dystopia where uh, books are outlawed. So any book, uh, this book would be outlawed, the Bible would be outlawed, the Quran would be outlawed, uh, magazines technically would be outlawed too, uh, dictionaries, I don't know if dictionaries, but um, but any like fantasy book, any historical book, any book you could think of is outlawed. It's burned by the government. Um, they have these guys that they call firemen, but they're not really firemen in the sense that you, you would think of. It's not like guys that would be going to put out fires, but they actually start fires. They take books from homes and burn them all. Anyone who has or owns a book is arrested and prosecuted by the government uh, at hand. Everybody is told to go home, sit at home, watch the TVs. It's kind of a commentary on the fact of what if, you know, entertainment, TV, and, you know, like... Video games and stuff like that ruled your life, and you didn't have something you know more material, and you weren't allowed to use your imagination. I guess, and what a world would look like if uh, you know if the government itself controlled your not just your entertainment, but the way you were able to get knowledge. Because, like I said in the book, every form of of uh, or every excuse me, like I said in the book, every form of books regardless of its history, fiction or not, is all outlawed and it's all destroyed. And the main character is actually a fireman, one of the guys who does that, and he ends up, I think, finding a book inside one of the houses, and that's where the story starts from there. I'm not going to ruin it for you at all, but it's a really enjoyable read. They're making it into a like TV for movie film. Uh, Michael Shannon's supposed to be in it or something like that. I don't know exactly. I haven't done too much research on it. But um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. If you're ever, if you're a high school teacher listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you teach Fahrenheit 451. Just on the fact alone that it's a book about burning books, it's just kind of ironic, and it's such a great, such a great read, and such a great story, and such a great way to get people to get into reading. I guess you could say. Um, another author I wrote down, I guess this will be the last author I talk about, um, is Shakespeare. I am a theater arts major. I have a theater arts degree, and I've read a lot of Shakespeare. Had to read a lot of Shakespeare. Forced to read a lot of Shakespeare. I don't say that in a negative way. I just say that in the sense that, you know, it's just part of who you are. If you're going to be in theater, you're going to end up reading Shakespeare. It's, it's like the bread and butter of, of theater in a sense. Um, but Shakespeare's some of his classics. I'm a fan of some of them. I'm not, uh, I don't like his like comedies. I'm not a, I'm not a huge like romance comedy person per se. Um, like I like comedy movies, but in a sense of like plays and stuff like that, uh, if you want me to get more of my focus, I need something a little bit, I guess, darker, a little bit more truthful. that's where some of his other plays, like, uh, I'm a huge fan of Macbeth. That's one play I would recommend. I think uh, it was probably one of his earlier plays, if I'm correct, that he wrote. Um, But it's uh, it's definitely darker. It's about a a king who's prophesied to, or somebody who has ended up prophesied to become king, but then that prophecy, he's also supposed to be killed, and that you know title is supposed to be taken away from him and that's what the whole play is about is the fact that he's worried about how this is supposed to happen he's trying to prevent his own destiny from happening i guess um but it's a good play uh, i i recommend it if you could see it in the theater go watch it if you could read the play go watch it too the sense of the language that he uses is unbelievable uh, compared to any author even in today's day and age it's it's um, it's very poetic somebody like Edgar Allan Poe was very inspired by somebody like Shakespeare other offers authors, authors are inspired in today's day and age by Shakespeare um, definitely definitely a play I would recommend uh, I'm trying to think of any other plays that I was a huge fan of um, Romeo and Juliet classic ones I'm not like too too much a fond of um, let's see the Tempest The Tempest is another good one I'd recommend that as well I've also read that too um just there's a lot of plays he's written I'd recommend if you could get like I have a book that has all his plays and I read through majority or read through a majority of it so I'd recommend it but the Tempest and Macbeth if you want to start off with some good Shakespeare plays some good readings definitely read it if you're a fan of like theater and stuff like that you could read it too if you're a fan of books if you want to learn language and stuff like that because they also teach Shakespeare in English as much as they do in uh as much as they do in theater um so I think he's I think he's a good enough author to to read just for that, in that sense. Whether you're an English major or whether you're a theater major, whether you're a book fan, whether you're a theater fan, he kind of branches across all genres. If you want to learn language uh, in an artistic sense, uh, Shakespeare would be the guy I'd recommend for you. But like I said, I didn't really have anything to talk about on this podcast. I didn't want to talk about politics because um, I didn't want to do anything too controversial necessarily and I don't really have any opinions on it. I wanted to do one on the Super Bowl but I've already done one on sports and stuff like that so I figured I'd do something that I am interested in still in life and something that uh, most people are interested too. I also noticed on YouTube nobody had a, a book podcast or anything like that to listen to and on iTunes no one really talked about it. It's like more audiobooks and stuff like that but If you're a book fan, art fan, these are recommendations I'd make for you. uh, Stories that I've read before that I would read again. Things I'm going to... Books, hopefully that I'll keep and pass down to my kids at some point um, that I would uh, recommend people... Recommend people uh, read. Anyways, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, as I've stated before, if you have any music or anything like that you want me to put on your podcast, just send me a link at theunderdogpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any kind of clothing or attire or anything like that you want me to support too, just send it my way. If it's appropriate or if it's something I can actually you know pull off wearing here, then I will, I will do that and I will put a link as far as that goes on my YouTube page and on my SoundCloud as well too. But thank you for listening to The Underdog Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Cameron. Keep God first. Have a good rest of your day.